0: Well, it's a pleasure to welcome one of my new colleagues in university communications to the program, which is MSU Today. That's Erica Austin, and Erica is the brand-new director of licensing for Michigan State University. Erica, welcome to the show and to the university.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Before we talk about university licensing a bit, give us a little bit of your background and career path to now being at MSU.
1: Sure. So I started in licensing in 2003 when I became the Assistant Director for Licensing at the NCAA in Indianapolis, Indiana, and was there for about seven years. Um, And my primary role there was twofold. One, to handle the licensing program of the NCAA. And a lot of people think when I say the licensing program of the NCAA, that means all of the schools' licensing programs, which is not true. The individual schools manage their own licensing program. The NCAA licensing program deals with the Final Four marks, the words NCAA, you know, the word NCAA, um, are trademarks such as Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four. Um, so anytime anybody wanted to use any of those marks on merchandise, then they would come through the NCAA to get an NCAA license. So that's how I really got started in licensing and working with our licensing agency, the Collegiate Licensing Company, or CLC, as they're referenced. Um, they really taught me a lot about licensing prior to licensing I was in athletic administration I was the at back then it was called the sports information director so the communications person for the athletic department and had wonderful experience doing that started at the University of Texas and then went to South Carolina and Georgia Tech um and then I kinda got burnt out of doing communications um, for athletics so I went into corporate America And did corporate communications for Deloitte and Touche, now just called Deloitte and um and then went into brand management with eli Lilly and company which is a pharmaceutical company and it was really my brand management experience at lilly that helped transition to the licensing world because it was about here's the brand how are we going to promote the brand how are we going to garner revenue with the brand and build equity in the brand and so that was how i was able to transition into licensing um, and like i said uh, started that at the ncaa Was able to further my career going to Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, which is about 30 minutes from Nashville. Um, And then from there, I went to Purdue University and did the same role there um, as manager of trademarks and licensing. And then um, really wanted to see what the pro level was like and was able to get a position with the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, my position there was twofold. It was licensing as well as marketing like game day marketing and it was over the influencer program the mascot program our fan clubs um and that was a great experience um the Indianapolis colts my hometown team love the ursays and what they've done for the city of indianapolis and surrounding communities they have really poured their heart and their resources back into my hometown so i really enjoyed working for them and then MSU came calling. Yeah, so <laughs> what attracted you to Spartan yeah, Nation so, here? You know, being, so the one thing about the licensing directors, we have an association that all of the licensing directors from all the universities are part of the association. It's called ICLA, and it really is a close-knit group, and the big 10 licensing directors we are all very close as well we talk all the time we bounce ideas off of each other we beg borrow and steal their ideas (laughs) from each other and um so i've known sammy who was the previous licensing director i've known her for a long time and i've always admired her work ethic and what she's done here at michigan state she has really turned the program around and she's been able to develop programs that then turn into additional revenue that goes towards the general scholarship fund. And when I found out that the position was open, it was actually from Sammy. And I said, you know, if I'm gonna go anywhere, it's gonna be Michigan State because of what she's done here, as well as the brand itself. You know, I I really like brands and you look at the Michigan State brand and it's not just a local brand. It's regional, it's national, it's international. Um, Sparty, the mascot himself, very well-known, and coming from the Indianapolis Colts, who also has a very well-known mascot, uh, it was just very intriguing, very intriguing. And I just felt like the equity in the brand is here. And of course, there's always things that we can do to further the equity in the brand. But, you know, the brand, the school, the academic programs, its reputation itself, it was an easy sell for me to come here. <laughs> That's
0: great. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, in general, what is university licensing and then more specifically, kind of what does it mean at Michigan State, a little bit of the the history that you're aware of yet, sure. and sure. Uh, kind of the mission.
1: Sure. University licensing really is three prongs. We're here to promote the brand so that we can um, generate revenue that then can be Uh, sent over to the General Scholarship Fund and other university programs. So we're really here to support the students. You know, every time someone buys licensed merchandise, their portion of the royalties goes back to the General Scholarship Fund. So the general student body will benefit from those funds and in getting scholarships. And then other university programs that need help in development, whether that's the Alumni Association, athletics, student orgs, you know, all the programs, the merchandise programs that we develop, we hope to garner you know, revenue and royalties that then come back to the university. Um, and then the second part really is protecting the brand. We want to make sure that people aren't infringing on our brand. And, you know, it's I don't think of us as the logo cops or the, the no police. Um, our stance is more if you want to use the university brand, you can but just go through the proper processes and procedures and become a a licensee and do it the correct way so we definitely want to protect the brand because by protecting the brand we're adding equity in into the brand so you have the promotion piece um, you have the profit piece and then you have the protection piece but it really is looking at our trademarks portfolio and i think some people think when you say trademarks that only means the logos but it also means our word marks as well. So even the name, Michigan State University, you know, Go Green, Go White. Some of our taglines, those are protected as well. And, you know, we have great licensees and partners that want to work with us to develop great merchandise. Um, We want to make sure we have merchandise that is diverse. It meets all sizes, all identities, all genders, um, everything that any customer wants to get you know of course we have some things that we don't license um like tobacco um and so we you know make sure that we're looking at that as well but our primary goal is to make sure our brand is out there and if people want product with Michigan State's logos on it they can find it and they can get it
0: and i think that's important to to highlight again that this money I, cuz i don't think the average person thinks when they buy a sweatshirt or a coaster Where is the money going and how much? And it's really great to know that it's going to support students who need the money.
1: Right. It is. It really, and that's why it's so important to buy licensed product. One, because you are supporting your students. And so those alums, you know, if they think about, okay, if I buy the licensed product versus the infringed product, I am still supporting my university. I'm supporting them when I wear the product, but I'm also supporting in the general scholarship fund. And, you know, also we do a lot of work with the Fair Labor Association and the Workers' Rights Consortium. So we make sure that the product is being produced in reputable factories and not the quote-unquote sweatshops. The the infringed product, the non-licensed product, we can't guarantee where that product is being produced. So when you buy maybe infringed product, you wash it once, it doesn't come out of the washer very well. I can't guarantee the quality um, and the customer service behind that product if it's infringed product.
0: And how can someone tell if a product is officially licensed?
1: Sure, the easiest way is to look for the hologram sticker. So we make it a recommendation or actually a requirement from all of our licensees that they have to include the hologram sticker on all of the product. And then it's very important to look at, you know, when you look at the product and you see the Spartan head, does it have a circle R behind it? Or is that little identifier missing? Is there a small TM after some of our marks? Or is that missing? Um, that's the easiest way to tell, is the hologram sticker, number one. Um, because the hologram sticker also has an identifying mark on it. It has a code on it. So if I see the number on the hologram sticker, I can even tell you which licensee per, or, you know, made that product. And then I can tell you if it's not a licensee. Um, but that's the easiest way, really, is the hologram sticker and then looking for those regist- registration marks after the logos.
0: And do you have a sense for how much money that does bring in typ- in a typical year for yeah. MSU?
1: I am not sure for MSU. Um, I'm still learning that right. I-, I would guess that the program's doing very well because it is one of the top you know four or five in the Big Ten. Um, nationally we do very well you know it does help that we've typically gone to postseason in several sports um, it's because that furthers your season and furthers the buying and then also increases the impulse buys yes. as well um, <laughs> but I would say you know um, at my previous locations it's it's been anywhere from you know 1.5 million wow. to, to 8 million. Wow. Um, you know, th- that you bring in that then goes into the general scholarship wow. fund. So
0: that is really good to hear. Well, it be Eric- very profitable. Yeah. <laughs> so, Erica Austin, as you kind of get started as the director of university licensing at MSU, some short term goals if you've had time to, to set some and maybe mm-hmm. some, some longer term goals?
1: Great question. For me, immediately, I want to learn this campus and the campus community. I want to know, you know from the academic side, who are our, our top departments, um, what clubs, organizations, what fundraising do we do, what cause marketing do we do? Because all of that information will generate marketing campaigns that we can then tie merchandise to. Um, so learning the campus community is my number one goal right now. And then just trying to figure out who is doing the buying, what are they buying, what are they missing, and what opportunities are out there. Um, that, that's definitely my, my number one goal. I would say second is learning who the retailers are. like Who are our key retailers? What's the difference in the locations? Um, working with the alumni office to find out where are our alums. If we have alums in a state that we don't have retailers selling MSU product in that state, then how do we get that product in that state? You know, a lot of people are still doing the e-commerce buying and it's great. I wanna make sure that we have healthy e-commerce retailers. And I think that we do, um, but making sure that they're getting the merchandise that they need. Um, You know, with COVID and everything you're hearing in the, the news, you know, we are as well dealing with supply chain issues and our licensees are dealing with supply chain issues. And then through COVID, when a lot of the stores were closed, that meant that the product was just sitting on shelves in the stores. So a lot of the product that's in the stores is a year old and those retailers aren't really looking to buy new product because they got to get rid of the product that's in there. So just maintaining that they stay healthy and that our licensees stay healthy as well um you know those those are my goals as well just getting to know the licensees getting to know the retailers getting to know the campus community and then you know my favorite part of the business is the business development part so i want to get started on developing some some marketing campaigns that we can include merchandise with them whether that's with the with athletics with the alumni office um with the general student body Uh, in organizations, you know, seeing how we can help further their brand. Yeah.
0: And any particular challenges you see or then opportunities in in those goals?
1: I think just learning the structure here at MSU. You know, for the most part, higher education is higher education. A campus is a campus. um, And there's usually similarities in the departments and the way that the athletic department is ran or the alumni association or offices ran. So a lot of that is this, is similar and the same, which makes it very easy for someone to come in and just get going. But I think trying to figure out what were maybe some of the key initiatives pre-COVID and see if we're ready to pick those back up and and move forward with them. I think that's the part that is a challenge, just trying to understand where things are. And then also I'm replacing a great person. Sammy was phenomenal at her her role here. And so getting people to understand that, you know, I'm, I'm new and I want to carry on the great work that she has done. Um, So I want to learn, you know, what those relationships look like, but then, you know, really want to dive into them and see what other opportunities there are, what worked well, what didn't work well, why.
0: And as far as university licensing goes to, how have you seen it kind of evolve over your time in and it? And, yeah. and where do you see it going? I assume you think there's growth ahead.
1: There is growth ahead. You know, everything that's going on right now with name, image, and likeness, um, some categories like the NFTs, quite honestly, I'm still learning that world. Me too. <laughs> I, I, t- I tell everybody, when I was leaving Purdue to go to the Indianapolis Colts, NIL, we, we were still waiting to see what the NCA was going to do, as well as state legislation. And then NFTs, there wasn't much talk about that. And um, I feel like I slipped into a coma while I was with the Indianapolis Colts. And now I'm back in college and I've awoken from my coma and the world is just a little bit different. And, and we're hearing terms of NIL and NFTs and um we're trying to figure out how to live in those worlds and it's the the fun part about it is everybody's trying to figure it out so we're right there with everybody else um but i think it's msu's stance to be at the forefront of things and that and i want to continue that mission of being the forefront. So I want to be at the forefront of NIL and directing the forefront of NIL and the forefront of NFT. So we've got some work to do in those two areas. Um, you know, this upcoming athletic season will be interesting to see even the availability of custom jerseys with student athletes name and numbers on them. You know, how are we gonna handle that? Um, and, you know, that will translate from football into basketball. Um, And what does the product selection look like for the fans? And are they really interested in custom jerseys? You know, all those we don't know yet. So this will be a real test year for NIL. And then the NFTs, I think we're all still trying to figure out what it is. Is there value in it? Um, What is that value? And how do we work with the NFT companies to make sure our brand is still gaining equity in that space, as well as still being protected in that space. I think that's the one area we haven't figured out yet. So if I sell an NFT to somebody, can they then take it and do something to it that goes against our brand? And I think those are the unknowns right now.
0: That's interesting. I didn't even think about how NFTs and NILs would impact university licensing, yes. but because isn't technically the university not supposed to be involved? The athletes are supposed that's to get correct. this from... outside the university, although I think we can assist, right? It's, again, we're figuring it out.
1: Correct, correct. Again, we're we're really trying to figure out, but we have licensed with a company called the Brandar Group, and they are managing our group licensing rights for us. So the way that it works is that a student athlete could enter into an NIL deal where they don't use any of MSU's intellectual property, and it's just them, themselves. They're not in MSU product, You know, they don't reference MSU at all. It's just simply them as an individual. Um, Where the Brandar Group comes in is they manage the group licensing rights when a student athlete wants to do an NIL deal and use MSU intellectual property. So the the key categories in that is the jerseys. Um, That's a perfect example where you have a licensed product, which is a Nike jersey. It has the Michigan State marks on it. And then it has the student-athlete's name and number on it. So then that becomes a group licensing deal. The Brandar group administers those rights between the student-athlete and Nike. And and then Nike would have the license agreement with the university to to use the MSU mark. So I wouldn't be granting the rights to use the student-athlete's name, image, or likeness. I would just be granting the rights of the licensee using the marks, and then they would sign an NI, NIL deal with Brandar to then use the Interesting, I tonight.
0: appreciate that yeah. clarification. Yeah, so
1: the, the key categories in the NIL space, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. The jerseys, apparel, um, video games. It'll be very interesting to see what EA does with you know a football game, a basketball game, now that there is NIL. Um, so that's going to be a key one for group licensing. Um, and then um, trading cards, um, but it really, you know, it's very interesting coming from the Colts here because I do think a lot of the NIL opportunities are going to mirror what's being done in the professional sports.
0: Interesting. And again, on university licensing, are there some facts about it you'd like to reinforce or some myths you'd like to dispel? One of those things. Gee, I wish people knew this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering.
1: Again, the number one is why it's so important to buy licensed product. Um, because you are supporting the the students, uh, the General Scholarship Fund, other university programs. Um, You are getting quality product that we can stand behind. We know that it's not being made in sweatshops. um, So there is a corporate social responsibility play there. Um, And I think, you know, if people, I know that it's sometimes hard to tell the difference between illegal merchandise. And I understand that sometimes the cost is more, um, is is better <laughs> when, it's, when it's an infringed product. But I, I think that if you really want to support the university and the cause of the licensing program and, and who it benefits, then the number one thing for me is always buy licensed product.
0: And I think you just said it. My last question was just, just going to be Is there yeah. some key takeaways or just summarize what you'd like those joining in on our conversation to take away about licensing at MSU.
1: The one thing I've been really impressed with at MSU is just their dedication to diversity, equity, and inclusion, especially the inclusion part. I must say being new to MSU, I don't think I've, and, and this is not a knock on any of the places that I've been, but I don't think I've ever worked at any place where inclusion has been the forefront of their mission statement and being a minority myself, it's very refreshing to come. And, and I tell people all the time, like one of the questions, one of the first questions that I was asked during the interview process was, how do I support inclusion? And that was so important to me. And it really made me, it almost took the stress of the interview off of me. Um, because being a minority, I have gotten positions because I'm a, a minority, you know, to, to check the diversity box or the equity box. But I think what has always been missing in my experience is the inclusion. And it means a lot to me that MSU has is really focusing on the inclusion part. So with that, I'm focusing on the inclusion part when it comes to my licensing portfolio and our, our portfolio of licensees and retailers. I'm starting to look at, you know, who are the minority owned businesses, um, who are the woman owned businesses, um, you know, who are the smaller mom and pop businesses that we can either license or if they aren't in the financial, you know, area to be able to acquire the license, can they work with one of our current licensees and get the education behind it? You know, cause I, I have gotten a lot of small, you know individual entrepreneurs if you will that are interested in entering the world of licensing but they might not know how they might not have the resources so how can our current licensing family help garner them and teach them the roles of licensing and how to get get started are there some diversity printing companies that maybe you know that are local that maybe some of our larger licensees can work with those local diversity printers to print the merchandise um, and get it into our retail locations. Um, you know, our whole diversity supplier program is going to be interesting to me to see what's what's out there. So that's, you know, back to one of my goals. That is one of my goals. I, I want to definitely continue the great work that MSU has done with inclusion and make sure that in my little world of, of licensing, I am also paying attention to inclusion as well.
0: Well, Erica, thank you so much for this University Licensing 101 class. I learned a lot today, and uh, I can sense your passion for doing this important work. And again, <laughs> yes. welcome to MSU.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so happy and blessed to be here.
0: That's Erica Austin. She's at Michigan State University's brand-new Director of University Licensing. Check out the website, just simply licensing.msu.edu. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.